Welcome into the Lockdown Knicks podcast. I'm Gavin Shaw, where today I'm once again joined by John Schmelke of both WFAN and Giants.com to discuss the Knicks championship window. How urgent do they have to be in making a star trade? Which star should they ultimately target? That next on Lockdown Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning into Lockdown Knicks. And a reminder that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started. And I wanted to thank you for making Lockdown Knicks your first listen today and every day. If you want to do so, just hit that notifications bell on YouTube. And remember to subscribe on both YouTube and your audio podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, subscribe to our subtext, a link to which can be found in every single one of our episode descriptions, which allows you to text us your thoughts on the Knicks. We can text you all our thoughts on the Knicks. It's a whole lot of fun. So I hope you join in on the party. But who's talking to you? I'm Gavin Shaw, your favorite Play-by-play broadcaster's favorite play-by-play broadcaster. And today, I'm once again joined by John Schmelk. If you missed it uh, the other day or, or earlier today, depending on when I put this episode out, uh, we discussed uh, Quentin Grimes and um, his potential emergence as a star or, or simply a star in his role for the New York Knicks. Today, we're getting into uh, how do the Knicks get a capital S star? One, one of the guys that could help them win a championship. Um, when will they make that trade? And um, yeah, uh, which guys will they target down the road? It's, it's a really fun Big picture conversation with John. So uh, mini episode for you guys. Let's get into it right now on Locked On Knicks. All right, John. Um, any um, before I let you go, just any anything else you're, you're really excited to watch the season or you're looking for like final preseason games and all that? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't like I said, I feel pretty confident about what this team's going to be. There are no exciting young guys you really want to keep an eye on, you know, with the team. I, I just feel pretty confident about what they are. You know, I think hopefully Josh Hart maintains confident in that three and takes it when he has it. I think that's one thing that's important this year. If he's going to keep playing as many minutes as he does. Um, I think Dante DiVincenzo will fit in just fine. Um, you know, it's one preseason game, but RJ looked like RJ to me. Like I didn't see anything that looked all that different. And, you know, based on what I saw in the world cup, same deal. Um, you know, I think Randall's going to be Randall. Brunson's going to be better, uh, as good. I know a lot of people think he's going to be better. I'd, I'd love, love to see it. I don't know how, but sure. Great. Awesome. That would be fantastic. Uh, because I think he was pretty damn good last year. I think he probably will squeak out an all NBA selection this year, or at least a, or at the very worst, an all-star, um, appearance too. So I think that's good. Important. Um, you know, I just think it's the team building thing right now, Gavin, and we can, you know, go a few, few minutes on this if you want. That still kind of fascinates me as kind of these stars become less and less likely to become available. You know, what are your options now? Right. You know, it, we'll see how Lillard and, and Giannis work. You know, I wouldn't rule that out in a couple of years. I would probably rule it out next summer though, because yeah. I think Giannis is going to give it a couple of years to give it a chance to work with Dame before he says, all right, I'm out guys. So, uh, and then you're talking about a new Brunson contract and new Randall contract, and then things get really, really dicey in terms of financials. Right. So you kind of have a bit of a ticking clock here in terms of how this is going to work. Who's going to become available? You know, does Embiid at some point say, I I'm getting the heck out of here? Um, and then do you want to invest in a 30-year-old center that's not your primary ball handler like the um, Jokic out there in Denver who is, you know, a center but not really a center and that has never been able to stay healthy in the playoffs? I know people say, well, that's random luck. 
Yeah, well, sure. It was random luck for Chris Paul, too. But Chris Paul can never stay healthy in the playoffs either. And I think Chris Paul is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. I love Chris Paul. Bottom line is that Duke could never stay healthy in the playoffs. Yeah. Whatever it was with his body, it was like, all right, I'm done. Chris, sorry. I, wrist is going to break now. See you. Bye. Thumb. Done. And it's just been the same thing with Embiid. So do you want to put all your eggs in that basket? I think the Knicks would. I think it's dangerous. I'm not saying I'm against it, but I'm not, you know, cannonball into the deep end of the pool all in. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy that I'm keeping my eye on is is Luca in Dallas. You know, no one's good at imploding organizations like Kyrie Irving. I mean, he's just the best. I mean, no <laughs> one's better at it than he is. He's He's number one. Yeah. So if that happens, then what happens? But it, does Mark Cuban so, you know, pissy at the Knicks, to be quite honest with you, over the Brunson thing? And maybe even the Porzingis trade to an extent where he's like, I'm not dealing with those guys anymore. And maybe they can't get him. You know, do you wait out the Suns with Booker? Like, who's the next guy? When does he show up? At what point, you know, and this is the point I always made, the Knicks had to figure out a way to get a star in the cheap, right? They didn't have enough assets and they were never going to have enough draft capital to make two star trades. Well, you know what? And when I say star trades, I mean like superstar trades. Well, now they don't need to make two of those anymore because you have Jalen Brunson. You just have to make one. So they've actually done the hard part. Now you just got to get the right 1A star. But when is that guy going to show up? And when he does, are you going to be the team that's going to get him? Or are you going to have to overpay so much it's going to gut the rest of your roster? So this is the thing that fascinates me. I know it's largely out of the Knicks' control, which is what kind of makes it so frustrating. But – you know, given how this Nick team is built, I don't see enough internal growth possibility to get them over the hump without that move. So I think eventually the move has to happen. I just wonder what it's going to look like, because if you make the wrong one with all those assets, then you're really putting yourself, you know, back behind the eight ball again. So that to me is what's interesting. And I know it's something we've talked about for years and there's no easy answer. There is no real answer. But I do think the difference now is that the clock is legitimately ticking, right? You know, Brunson is going to opt out after three years. He's going to get 40 plus million dollars a year. Um, then Randall's coming after that. You're going to have to pay Grimes to your point. If you extend quickly this offseason, all of a sudden you're like hit aprons. And then all of a sudden you can't make really those star trades without meeting all those specific things you have in the CBA if you hit one of those aprons, right? So yeah. it gets tougher. So that to me is what in what's interesting here is that, you know, I was always one, as you well know, Gavin, we've talked many times over the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten years, however long it's been. Yeah. And I've always been the guy, patience, guys, patience. You got to be patient. It'll come. Don't make the wrong move. You know, play the course, develop your own guys, draft well. And then when the iron's hot, build your assets, you hit. Don't waste your assets on non-needle moving trades, blah, 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 blah. No one was a bigger proponent of that than I am. Well, do you know what, though? Now you start having the what I like to call the 24 effect. You're hearing in the background that and eventually you're gonna have to pull the trigger, even if it's not ideal. Because if you wait too long, the gunpowder dries up and you don't even have the bomb to blow up anymore. Like it, it you just don't have it. So I do feel like pressure is growing on the front office, not because of anything they've done wrong, not for anything they've done poorly, not because the team's not winning enough games. what they've done right. Honestly, right. It's because, right. They put themselves in such a good position now where their players have become so good. You got to pay them all. You have to make the move either this off season. And then even the 25 off season, it becomes tricky. You can still do it, but it becomes trickier. And what is that move going to look like? How do you pull it off? You know, I have, I do have faith in this front office group. I think they know what they're doing in terms of managing that stuff, but, it's also not going to be easy. Yeah. And I, I think 
Look, it's really hard to build a championship team if you don't draft a guy who's a, literally a top 30 or 40 player in NBA history. Like we can we can go through the last few, right? I mean, Jokic is, is going to go down in that category. Nuggets drafted him. Now, um, luckily, do you yeah. think Brunson ends up counting in that category? Because you really didn't give up any assets to get him. So that's what I'm getting to. I think I, I kind of do. I think he could. And I think the I, we've talked about a lot with Embiid over the summer. I think the beauty of having Jalen Brunson is Embiid kind of gives you the superficial superstar infrastructure you need to win in that he is a dominating force in the regular season, will get you to the appropriate amount of wins, will get you to the home court advantage, and then in the playoffs can bring that on the defensive end and can bring that for the first three quarters of the game. And then Jalen Brunson does not kind of have that traditional superstar build and does not have that overpowering two-way influence on a game that you typically look for as the best player on a championship team. And then offensively is incredible, but is not a Jokic like God tier offensive player where like he is just like a one man, like, all right, top five offense. Well, he was last year. He was a one man top five offense in NBA history, but in, in terms in relative terms, he's not quite that in the playoffs. He's maybe not yeah. quite that, but I think what he does bring is like in terms of closing out a game, like just how many guys could do what he did in three straight games against the Miami heat. And the list is like when I, I was making a case over the summer that he's a top 15 guy in the NBA. And I'd probably back off that a little bit. Like I was saying, like, all right, if I'm going to just kind of put my orange and blue glasses on it and talk about this from as biased of a lens as I can. But there is an argument for it just based on what he did in the Heat series. Like, and I'm not sure if there are 15 guys on earth who could pull like 37 points off against like that's what he averaged over the last three games against that defense efficiently with essentially no help. Like that was incredible. And it gave me hope that like you get the right star like it doesn't have to be the perfect star it just has to be the one who compliments him and then you have to have the right guys around him and that is an incredible challenge and like and i was like it's kind of saying like it takes so much luck like again like nuggets drafted Jokic, warriors drafted steph bucks drafted Giannis, uh the lakers like lebron just wanted to live in los angeles and then they had the assets to go get anthony davis and anthony davis wanted out exactly the right time like you need you need so much luck and it's an open question if Jalen Brunson is good enough to fill that void of, of the star who was already there. You didn't have to go all in on it. It's highly contingent on who the second one is. But if it's Giannis or Embiid, I think there's a world where the Knicks do have enough to get it done. But it's something Zach Lowe talks about a lot. Like you have these teams in the NBA that come up and it's like the Knicks, it's the Grizzlies right now that are fun. And like sometimes the word like cute is used, right? Because like they're energetic, they're joys to watch, they play a defined style and, and, and they lift up a fan base that was struggling for a long time. But at a certain point, cute stops being cute. It's like, all right, let's turn these guys into someone who can win. And most teams aren't able to get past that stage. And it's an open question if the Knicks can get past that stage. And I think I think that's what you're getting. All right, guys, we will continue the conversation on a potential star deal with John. Who, who, who might the Knicks target in, in just a sec? But first, I want to tell you about our buddies over at FanDuel. You can snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. Seriously, compared to other betting sites, that is what separates FanDuel, what is my favorite part. And there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I'm looking at the NFL spreads this week. I want to shout out to our guest, John, who, who will, as I'll tell you at the end of this episode, is some incredible Giants coverage that you can check out on WFAN. Um, and if you want to tune in, maybe, maybe you want a little bit more interest in the game and you want to put some money down on the Giants, 14-point uh, underdogs to the Buffalo Bills. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley, I think he's going to play in this one. Andrew Thomas potentially could play in this one. I, I think the Giants share some pride. I, I, I think they still probably lose, but I think it will be by less than 14 points. If you agree with me or if you vehemently disagree with me and say, no way, they're going to get blown out, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season the right way. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. A hundred percent. And I, but I think the good news is that you're not convincing a guy to come to Memphis, right? Yeah. You know, I think one of these guys is going to want to come to New York. Now, does Dow Murray, as we've seen with James Harden this offseason, he could be stubborn. Does he want to mm. move that guy to the Knicks? Like maybe he'll just be like, no, I'm not moving him to an Atlantic Division team. And then you're, you know, finished and you have a shot. Yeah. So again, these are things out of your control, which are unfortunate. But you know, I think the Knicks have done a good job biding in time. A lot of these draft picks are going to start hitting now, too. You talk about all these assets, right? Well, the Mass pick's going to be gone this year. You know, that, that, at least I would, unless Kyrie really does something special down there, that, that Mavs pick's probably going to convey this, you know, this, this upcoming draft. Uh, I think the Pistons draft pick will convey probably somewhere in 25 or 26 if their young players continue to get better. Uh, I think now odds are more so not than yes that that Wizards pick is, is, is going to convey. And obviously that Mavericks pick in, in, in 20, uh, the, uh, not Mavericks, the Bucks pick in 2025 is a pick that I think is, you know, pretty locked in there. I doubt. Unless, you know, Giannis wants out next summer in 2024, you know, that pick will convey wherever the Bucks end up picking, which will probably be in the, you know, late 20s, wherever it ends up being. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard. And and you're right. But it, I think what, I, what I've learned to accept here, and I think Nick fans will get there too, is that it's never going to be perfect. You know, it's not going to be the perfect fit. You know, it just yeah. doesn't work that way generally. You're going to have to settle for something that maybe seems less than perfect, but you make the most out of it. Because a lot of times, you know, beggars can't be choosers. To your point, you know, this isn't where the Knicks have all this cap space and they get to pick the guy that's a free agent. You got to find the guy that wants that and is willing to come to you. You know, I don't love the Donovan Mitchell fit with Brunson because I think their size and lack of defense in the backcourt is something I'm not sure you can overcome in the playoffs, to be quite frankly. I don't, I don't know if you can. I, don't, I think it might be too much. But if he's the best guy and Giannis isn't going anywhere and Embiid is not going to get traded to the Knicks and Luke is happy in Dallas with, with Kyrie being crazy, you know, and Donovan's the best guy and it's like him or Carl Anthony Towns, then yeah, give me some thought of a Mitchell, please. Bring, bring them both in. Perfect. Forget about defense. Just bring them both. Just outscore everyone. You can, you can mean, do it. Look, at some point you have to, you have to make your move. You have to shoot your shot and yeah. you do the best you can and we'll see how it goes, you know? Yeah, I mean that's look. I that's the logic I used to have a podcast about Zion Williamson uh, twice a year. So, <laughs> and, and, and it's true. And it's like, and it sounds crazy in some ways. But then I'm like, it, what is it like a 20 percent chance? Like he puts together like two or three straight healthy years. Like great. There's more of a chance than the Knicks have of like having someone who could be a, the again Jalen Brunson in his own way, but a traditional best player on a championship team. And Zion at his best we don't know yet maybe it could be that so and look and we, offensively yeah. by the way just real quick offensively yeah. zion could be the best player in basketball like oh, that's yeah. how good he is defensively He's, you know i don't know how much he cares but yeah. at least on offense like that dude is Giannis level unstoppable force going to the basket he was, I would say, a top five to 10 offensive player. And he's basically played like one and a half seasons of NBA basketball and hasn't really figured out any aspects of his game outside of what he came into the league with. And yep. he's still he's still that good. So there, there's a reason like he should be on that list. Donovan Mitchell should be on that list. Like it, it's it's you, you, you phrased it perfectly. It's not going to be it's probably not going to be perfect. Probably you, you keep your fingers crossed for Giannis. And even that like he might be less efficient by the time you get him. But you, you do your best. And you know what? If you're a Knicks fan, you enjoy the ride because it sucked 
for a long time. Um, speaking about teams who suck right now, but hopefully if you stay on the ride, it'll be good eventually. Can you tell everyone where they can find all your great Giants coverage? Absolutely. Giants trying to turn things around. Uh, you can find us live on Big Blue Kickoff Live on the Giants app, Giants.com, every weekday at 1230. You can also find the archive on, on the podcast, so just search for Big Blue Kickoff Live. And then uh, the other one I'm involved in that I think is very good, we're doing five episodes a week now, is the Giants Huddle Podcast. It's an interview podcast. We have different things every week. One show is Bob Papa talking to a former Giant against an, about an old game against the opponent that week. Uh, this year against the Bills, he talks to O.J. Anderson about his Super Bowl 25 MVP. Um, and then we have – who's the other one? Mod Bradshaw is on as well talking about that crazy snow game in 2007 up in Buffalo. I'll listen to that one. That's, I love that game. <laughs> yeah, so that, that'll come out on Wednesday this week. Uh, I did something with Sean O'Hara. We basically went through the entire offensive line. We have that every week. We have Coach Dable and a player every Friday. So we have a rapid reaction to the game. So – Giants Huddle Podcast, again, Giants.com, Giants app. Just search for Giants Huddle on your favorite podcast platform. If you guys could subscribe, that would certainly help us out if you're a Giants fan. I think we put up some pretty good content, so check it out. John, you, you know this better than I do, but our, our most listened episodes are always the ones that are titled Time to Fire Tom Thibodeau. So I, I think <laughs> I think New York fans, um, there there is an inherent sense of masochism and we enjoy shared suffering. And uh, you are you're one of the better people to put like a positive, not, not only positive spin on that, but like real hard-hitting, concrete analysis and, and a lot of quality projection about how it can get better. So I can't recommend uh, people enough to check out all of that. And um, I, I wish we had more of it, but whenever you're kind enough to make an appearance either on this podcast or any Knicks media, uh, everyone knows that. You, you know, Gavin, it's funny. Job, like, so, I, I, yeah. like, the script has flipped with me. Like, back in yeah. the day, Nick fans mm -hmm. used to call me, like, Captain Negative. You know, I want, you know, when people yeah. were trying to still defend David Fisdale and stuff like that. And I, yeah, I think I think you're realistic. No, I always thought you're realistic, but yeah. It's like, why, why are you so negative? Come on. Yeah. How do you not believe that Kevin Knox is going to become an all-star? Like, what are you talking about? Now it's the opposite. Now Nick fans are pissing me because I'm too positive about everything that they've done. Because they're <laughs> actually good. So it's, it's funny how the, like, script has, has, has kind of flipped with me a little bit with, with some of the fan base, but that's okay. I, I I'm enjoying watching good basketball for the first time in like 20 years. So that's a good thing. I, I was saying it. I'm, I'm trying to like, as much as I'm thinking about the star trade, I'm trying to enjoy this because when I first yes. took this podcast, it was, it yes, was, yes. It, it was me. Um, like it was le legitimate Stockholm syndrome being like, is Kevin Knox going to be an all-star? I think that was like the second podcast I did on here. And I, Dude, um, I, remember. I tried to erase it from the internet, but I, I can't, I can't do it. So. We're sitting there at the draft, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I really don't think you should draft Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's just too similar to Frank Nielakina. I, you know, I, 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 you know I, I, I would, I would do that. I mean, I, I think back, and I'm like, my gosh, like I should have lobotomized myself. Like, what are you kidding me? But that's what watching a team yeah. that lost fifty to sixty games every year for you know fifteen years of duty. It, it just yeah, happened. And I get it. Yeah, and never seem to want to take the time to do what they're doing now. And, and it's going great. Yep. So let's, let's all enjoy it. Uh, John Schmelk, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. We'll be back very soon Thanks. with many more episodes of Locked On Mix.